Why do people want your product? You know, what's really about your product that would resonate with the user? Who are your segment? What problem are you solving? You know, and I think it's really understanding those pieces before you can even come up with a strategy around how do you get your product in their hands. Welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. Just sit back, relax, and learn from the leaders of today. It's a journey. Each one is different, unique, inspiring. Let's get started. This episode is powered by Jay Ventures, a community-driven VC fund in Silicon Valley in partnership with Loomi Tech and sponsored by Hippo Insurance, Turing, Upwest Labs, and Hillel at Stanford. Hello, decentralization. Welcome Seema Kinda-Johnson, the co-founder and CEO of Nuggets, an award-winning decentralized self-sovereign identity and payment platform that offers exceptional protection for customer data, as well as a frictionless customer experience. In 2020, Seema won Deutsche Bank's Female Fintech Competition and Women in Payments Unicorn Challenge. She was awarded the Booking.com Technology Playmaker Entrepreneur of the Year and listed as one of the most influential women in payments. Seema Kinda Johnson, thank you for joining me all the way from London. How are you? Very good. Thank you for having me, Michael. I am incredibly excited to talk about decentralization, to talk about fintech, uh, to talk about, you know, your go-to-market, you know, uh, you know, um, expertise uh, with over 20 years of experience working for phenomenal companies like Skype and Microsoft and so many others. You're the winner of multiple fantastic awards from Deutsche Bank to Booking and, uh, and really amazing stuff. But even more than that, I'm excited to start out with talking about your uh, your path as a clinical hypnotherapist. How does that, what, what does that even mean? Yeah, clinical hypnotherapist. So let me just tell you a little bit about how I've started. So um, yeah, that came at a particular time in my journey after I had my first child and I thought I need to put the tech business behind me. Uh, maybe I could become a clinical hypnotherapist. I'd seen the power of the mind and I thought that's amazing what you can do if you really believe in something. So, yeah, I started on that journey. But essentially, I started my career as a production coordinator working for a tech company and then just progressed throughout running more and more complicated projects, I would say, going to the next exciting project. Um, and then I found, my t- found myself at Skype and at Microsoft heading up go-to-market for them. And then the clinical hy- hypnotherapy, I suppose, has helped me throughout that journey. Wow. So you're starting out. So, I mean, that path where you, you know, say, okay, I'm going to take a little break. I'm going to, I'm going to explore that. And you come back into tech, but before we even talk about, you know, your path now for decentralization and, you know, fintech and really thinking about, okay, what is the consumer going, how is the consumer going to interact with uh, financial institutions in the future? Take me back to your days with Skype and Microsoft and you're working on go-to-market and marketing. What was that all about? Yeah, no, absolutely. So look, my role was all about go-to-market. So we, you know, commercializing products in different markets. So that could be an emerging market for us. It could be a more established market, but it was all around Um, getting users to download the product, understand the utility of a product, you know, increase frequency of use of a product. So I had a lot of experience essentially in customer acquisition, channel strategy, um, ensuring that customers are using the product, you know, really adding to that frequency of use and creating that stickiness within the products. But my experience was definitely more on the B2C side uh, versus the B2B to C one that I find myself in today. 
Right. So tell me a little bit about your your experience with the B two C. So you're looking at a, at, a, at a platform like Skype, but now you know it doesn't have to be necessarily Skype. But this idea, how do you even approach you know thinking strategically about a global brand of go to market? What is sort of like this thing, this whiteboard that's in front of you that you have yeah. to start painting? Yeah, absolutely. So first, it's all understanding like why. Why do people want your product? You know, what's really about your product that would resonate with the user? Who are your segment? What problem are you solving? You know, and I think it's really understanding those pieces before you can even come up with a strategy around how do you get your product in their hands? You know, what's the utility of the product? What problem are we solving? And I think that's really key. First, I think with every strategy, what makes your life a lot easier is if you're plugging an unmet need or you're doing it in a more thoughtful way. And I think everything right. has to start from there first. And then so you don't just come up with like a channel plan, then you really understand the user that you're addressing. So what are their needs? What are their wants? Where's the gap in the market? You know, what are we plugging? And then once you've established that, you find out, well, where are they? How can we get to those users? How can we right. share stories? So in Skype's instance, uh, we used to use before everyone talked about, um, uh, you know, personal stories uh, and that type of narrative. It was all around personal stories, like how can I connect? How can I, you know, Skype went from a, a, an appointment by appointment brand to one that was used by, you know, eight to ten of your friends that you could call, whether it was your family, whether it was your friends. I actually feel a little bit sorry for Skype today because it's not coming up in the conversations where Zoom is, where Google is, right. um, and all of those sorts of products that we're now using, you know, for video conferencing, uh, whereas Skype was the real early pioneer of that product. It really, really was. I have to give a, a tiny anecdote. When I was in eighth grade, I traveled to New York for my brother's graduation from university. My class in Tel Aviv was still meeting for math, and I didn't want to miss my class. So I asked my teacher to open up his laptop with Skype so that I can Skype in and be a part of that class. Yeah. So, you know, today we take it for granted that, you know, we have Zoom for classes, but, you know, Skype was the go-to, was the go-to for me also, you know, as an eighth grader, I would Skype with my friends all the, all the time. So obviously what you did with Skype worked, uh, Seema. So, I can't take so thank you. credit for that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, uh, you've done a radical shift. So we're talking about a lot of shifts. We're talking, you know, from clinical hypno hypnotherapism and, and now to go to market. And now we're moving on to fintech and decentralization. How do you how do you make those rapid shifts? What is that about? Yeah, no, really good question. So, look, um, it wasn't planned. So I spent my time mostly in tech and then had worked at Skype, Microsoft. And then around 2015, I think. My husband had his credit card used fraudulently online and that really frustrating process, Michael, of having to cancel your card, uh, coming to the right. realisation that all of us have our personal information plugged across over 100 online services, right? And I think it was at that point we started to do some digging around and we thought none of us really own any of our personal information. It's everywhere. There's no way of controlling it. There's no way of revoking access to it. And that, I think, for us started this crazy journey um, and it was at that point in 2016, we went, that's the problem we're going to solve. We're going to enable users to be able to take back control of their data in a really comprehensive way um, and help businesses protect their customer data. And I think that for us was the journey that we started. And it really came from it wasn't so much, oh, I'm going to go from go to market and marketing. I'm now going to go into fintech or I'm going to go from VoIP products to a fintech product. It was more, again, the problem that we talked about originally, which is 
where everything starts. You know, there was this real big problem around data breaches and no one was really solving it in a comprehensive way. So again, really came from that problem um, and that unmet need. And that's how we set up Nuggets. So it was less about being in fintech and decentralization, more about trying to solve a problem. Right. So can you give me a little bit of an overview from your perspective as to, you know, the blockchain world and the decentralized world that really is your sort of the solution that you're employing, you're implying in your go to market. And so that is how you solve for the pain point that you just described. So how do you how do you can you just you know give us a brief overview of what that industry is like? And then I would love to do a little bit of a deeper dive into what Nuggets actually is and how you're actually going about making that change. Yeah, no. So, um, yeah. So blockchain. What we were looking at, and the only way I can talk about this, because I'm not a self-professed expert on decentralization or blockchain, but what I do know for us, and I'll bring it back to Nuggets, which is um, we needed to be able to establish our product, we needed something called zero-knowledge storage. In 2016, is we were looking for technical solutions around how can we really enable so that there is only one private key holder, only one person can have access to their data. And at the same time, my business partner that also happens to be my husband started reading a Princeton paper around decentralization and it talked about the blockchain, it talked about Ethereum and it talked about this brilliant, um, I suppose, architecture that could enable this zero knowledge storage. It had the immutable ledger that we need for our transaction record and I can talk a little bit more about that. It had a high level of encryption and as we were reading that paper, we were just like tick, tick, tick. It solves the problem that we're looking for, but not by itself, because it's the way we've then architected what we've built. So from our perspective, even though it is still a nascent technology, from our perspective, um, we were like, this actually solves our problem from an architecture perspective because of that real zero knowledge that was inherent within the blockchain. And that's really the process that then unfolded and the journey that unfolded around So it wasn't so much we, you know, um, we saw the technology and we thought, okay, where could we where could we enable decentralization or blockchain? Actually, we had the problem and it was almost like a perfect fit for us and a technological advancement that would allow us to deliver a product like Nuggets for those reasons. Right. So can you tell me a little bit about what the product actually is? So yeah, how does absolutely. what is actually the product, the nugget product and how does it how do consumers interact with yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. So let me start from here first. I'll start for the problem that we're solving and then how we've gone about solving it in the product. So at Nuggets, you know, we're all about taking back control of your data. We absolutely believe that personal information should be owned and controlled by the person and that privacy is a fundamental human right. And the way data is stored today needs a fundamental shift. You've seen the data breaches. We've seen the numbers that are lost to uh, payment fraud and identity fraud. I mean, the numbers are bonkers. Um, But also what's happened alongside all of that, and COVID has just exacerbated this, is that um, consumers and businesses are putting privacy and security as their number one priority when they consume goods and services online. So to meet that, we've built a a product. It's a self-sovereign ID and payment platform that once you're on board as a user, whether again, you're a consumer user or a corporate user, you have four products. One is a self-sovereign self-sovereign identity. That essentially self-sovereign means different things to different people. So just to unpack, that means that the user, whether it's a consumer or a business, can own and control their own identity, but also all of the credentials that go alongside that. 
And then our payment product allows you to the ability to pay with an existing debit or credit card, direct bank account payment, but again, without sharing any of that data apart from personalization with a merchant. The same product allows you to log into services, accept a contactless delivery, again, without sharing and storing any of that data. And the same for our, you can share documents, let's say a utility bill, I'm onboarding a business bank account, I can share a utility bill or other documents, but the third party can't download it. So our whole product is essentially around a user owning, controlling their own data. And it comes right. together as like a login, payment, um, and those sorts of use cases to bring it to life for the consumer. So how do you envision, you know, the future, you know, with nuggets, without nuggets, but how do you imagine like the future of how we operate, you know, as obviously like owners of our own data, but, you know, part of the issue is that, you know, we are the owners until somebody else asks for it, right? And in order for you to be able to provide those services, you need the other, you know, businesses to buy into what you're doing, right? They need to be part of this new ecosystem because you're creating a new decentralized ecosystem that you need both sides of the market to be there, right? You're effectively yeah. creating a new marketplace. Yeah, really good observation. So yeah, Nuggets is a B2B to C business. And I think where others have really struggled in the identity and payment spaces is that, and the same for Skype, right? These were huge, huge businesses that required a network effect. You needed huge marketing budgets to stay relevant on someone's phone and to be an everyday use product. And so from our perspective, the reason how from a go-to-market perspective we're tackling that very problem is that we've merged identity and payment together to make it a frequently used everyday product because we believe identity by itself is a bit of an island. So ours is like a funded identity. And what we do is, is we enable businesses to better protect their customer data. So imagine... You're with your bank, your bank upgrades its purse privacy and security layer on its platform. It asks you to go through a new onboarding process to just upgrade your account. And then your subsequent visits now are all done via biometric authentication. There's no more usernames and passwords. Now you call your bank or you call a call center. There's no possibility of phishing or social engineering because they ping your digital identity, you verify it's you, They, you know it's them calling you and you can start the conversation. So everything we do at Nuggets is around enabling businesses to better protect their customer data. And I think that's really key and part of our go-to-market strategy, which is what we're not trying to do is trying to get millions of users to download the product and then enable businesses separately our go-to-market is intrinsically linked to businesses enabling their customers. So does that right. get to life a bit more for you? A hundred percent. But I think that also what you're outlining here is, you know, you have to, you know, have the people what want to use it. And you have to, again, create, create, this, create this really, really cool marketplace where the incentives are obviously there, right? The vision is there. You're, you're helping protect. But... Time is money. Resources are money, right? It's it's hard to move the needle, especially for businesses who, you know, are already, you know, have different priorities. So how do you get them to buy into this idea that, you know, where we might offer you a new ecosystem to sell more trusted customers, but then you're going to have to go through some friction in order to first sign up, make it happen. And then you're going to see some of the upside later on. Yeah. I think the businesses that we work with, are already their main priorities this year if they weren't last year 
there's a number of key things. One is they're all trying to go to a data minimization model. We've seen the data breaches. They're relentless. Uh, 2001 was the worst data breach record, essentially, all on all the other numbers the previous years. So they're all trying to mitigate the data breaches and the reputational damage and the cost of recovery that comes with that. They're all trying to push down payment and identity fraud. I mean, in the UK alone, let me let me unpack that a bit. Um, fraud costs the UK alone, alone nearly 200 billion a year. OK, that's a huge, huge number and a very big incentive for businesses to want to change that. Also, the businesses that we work with already spend millions on identity verification, whether it's people cost um, uh, or technology costs. So actually what we're finding is the businesses that we're working with really want to bring down that fraud number and want to get faster, better and cheaper results with a more innovative product. So that's actually been okay because a lot of the priorities are aligned with the pain points that Nuggets addresses. Um, and I think the thing is, you do have to hit an organisation at the right time. They have to have been looking at wanting to do some level of digital transformation, looking at that onboarding journey for new users. Um, but we're finding that the incentive is on the other side of the table. Like they're, they're trying to resolve this now. And finally, there's a comprehensive solution that allows to do it. I, I, think, I think that's fantastic. And I think that what you're doing... The way that you're envisioning this, and I just love the fact that you're, you know, you're not putting yourself as like a decentralized blockchain expert. You're a go-to-market expert that understands people's needs. You understand what solutions they could be, that could be valuable to them. And then how do you actually go and approach this two-sided marketplace in Saltwood, which I think is really, is really amazing. And Seema, I, I, I'd love to use the rest of the time to talk a little bit about your transitions, because I think that it, it is something, you know, very inspiring about somebody who's, you know, very, you know, deliberately, but also unintentionally making all these, you know, very, uh, very uh, brave transitions. So what was it like for you to, you know, exit out of your previous, you know, roles as go to market and all of a sudden enter into the co-founder and CEO hat yeah. of an industry that you're, you're not really too into, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. So look, I think for me, it's all been a journey. I think, and also being probably a little bit naive along the way, I had no idea of the big changes that I was making. And I think a lot of people that make these big changes, um, they're not aware, aware about all the risks associated with them. You're almost taking a step at a time. So I ha never had an idea when I left my corporate role um, uh, that what it would be to really, you know, one thing is coming up with an idea and a pitch deck. Uh, it's an entirely different thing, putting your savings on the line, you know, everything on the line and then building a business, especially being very early with a business and, you know, using a nascent technology. So I would say a lot of it for me, it wasn't really, and maybe others would say something, you know, it wasn't like this big foresight that I thought, oh my God, we would be at the right place at the right time when privacy and security was needed at this point, Nuggets would have that solution. I would say it's been a collection of baby steps to get to where I am today and to make that jump from corporate. And it hasn't been an easy one because I think when you're, the things that you know in the corporate world or working for, even a scale-up that's not your startup, um, it's very different the one, you know, making sure that payroll is sorted, making sure that every decision can have these fundamental you know, impacts to your business. So I would say, you know, for me, it was a, it's been a slow journey, but a steady one. 
um, and one that I've learned across the world. I didn't have this moment of clarity where I went, that's exactly what I want to do. Um, and I would also say to you, Michael, I had no idea what we were taking on. Uh, and, I had I, and had I had, <laughs> I maybe would have been too scared to go into payments, to go into fintech, to go into a, a very nascent, use a nascent technology without coming from those industries. Amazing. I love it. Seema, thank you so much for your being so generous with your time. This was wonderful. I love your transitions. I love your insights into the go-to-market world. I love your insights into the, you know, the, the, the pain point that people are, are suffering with today and, and this innovative idea behind Nuggets and how you actually go about and conquering that and envisioning, envisioning the future world. Before we leave, I have to ask you the most important question, which is three words you would use to describe yourself. Oh, gosh. Um, well, I'm definitely driven. Um, because I probably wouldn't be doing what I'm doing right now. Uh, people say that I'm approachable, um, and I believe that because I am. I like to meet people and all of those things, and I'm passionate about what I do. If I'm not passionate about it, then um, I probably uh, wouldn't be able to do what I do and get up every morning. I love it. Seema, thank you very, very much. Thank you. Uh, thank you for taking your time, and stay safe and stay healthy. Yeah, you too. Thank you.